You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, this is Mission Lab. My name is Camille Brace, and I'm here, of course, with my husband, Sean. And this is episode 67. 67. And it's called Same Time, Same Place. Indeed it is. Sean and I had a little disagreement about what the title should be. Yeah. And let's just say that I won this one. Well, isn't that special? (laughs) Much to Sean's chagrin. You also won your half marathon the other day. I didn't win it, but I I was excited about it. I guess okay. I could say that. Yeah, so you had your half marathon on uh, Sunday, which would have been, what, September 30? Does yeah. that sound about right? Yep. And how did it go for you? It was a lot of fun. It was in uh, Portland, Maine, which for those of you who don't know, is like right on the coast so like a third of the marathon was right on the water and um, ran it with my two other sister-in-laws and a f- few other friends of mine. And it was just awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, so I'm looking forward to doing some more. There you go. What was your time? Uh, an hour and 51 minutes and 36 seconds. There you go. Congratulations, Camille. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I even enjoyed all the training of it, too. Hmm. Yeah. There's, there's a few hot runs that were challenging, but... Yeah. But it's colder now. Definitely, yeah. Fall is here. It's one of our favorite times of the year. Leaves are... They're, starting to turn. Yeah, they're not even starting. They're really advanced. And I'm telling you, it's impressive. Next, I'd say maybe week and a half would be peak. Yep. So come on. Come on over. Come one. Come all to uh, the great state of Maine. And yeah, so same time, same place. Great title, Camille. Um, Thank you. What are we talking about? What, is, what, do, what, is this, what does this mean? I think we've kind of touched on it sort of in the past, but I think it's important that we slow down and spell it out a little bit more and maybe explicitly um, develop it some I was just thinking as we were preparing for this, I think it would be safe to say that most, if not, well, not all, but most of the people that have been drawn into our missional community life, in our church life, on on Sabbath, I'd say many of them have been drawn in via us, first of all, simply getting into a rhythm, a missional rhythm, where we went to the same place at the same time, week after week, whether it was you or me, whether it was Ellie, Cameron, Judy, others. It's just a, it's just committing to going to the same time, going to the same place at the same time, week after week, month after month where you naturally learn about people and you organically draw them into a relationship. 
Wouldn't that be pretty accurate to say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so as a matter of fact, our episode last week is a prime example of this with our good friend Jose. Uh, I think maybe you heard a little bit about it in the uh, episode that he was on where I met Jose along with Cameron and a few others who are part of our men's book club because we would go for like for the last two years, most Wednesdays, we have gone to lunch at Las Palapas in Bangor, Mexican restaurant. And every week, Jose was our server. And uh, when you have the same server week after week, when you can naturally and organically um, develop a relationship with somebody, you know, one week we would just chat a little bit, and the next week we would chat a little bit more, and then the week after we would chat a little bit more. And over time, you form this relationship, this mutually trusting relationship. And uh, yeah, over probably a two-year period, um, we just got to know Jose more. He got to know us, which uh, led to him two weeks ago for the first time in almost two decades setting foot in a church building and uh, he had never been in a Seventh-day Adventist church. And so um, he went two weeks ago. He joined us this last week, shared his story. Uh, he's going to be coming again this next week. And so it just naturally developed all because we just went to the same restaurant, same place, same time, week after week. And I think that's a really easy and awesome and cool way to uh, be missional is to just meet people that way and learn what their needs are and uh, minister to them. And, and probably more than likely, a lot of you are already um, in a rhythm of life, wherever you are, wherever you live. And it's just a matter of being mindful about um, who you're interacting with and who's around you. Um, a lot of you probably go to a gym every morning or every afternoon Hopefully or evening a lot of you do. after work. Um, that's an awesome place to meet people. You probably already know people from those classes, uh, from those workout sessions. Um, so look around and see where, you know, God is wanting you to bless somebody. Mm -hmm. We also noticed um, every winter we get a, a pool membership um, in our area for three months when it's, you know, freezing cold here in Maine and there's not a whole lot else to do. And well, there's a lot of other things to do, but we just don't do them because some of us don't like to go skiing. <laughs> I'm not going to mention who, but anyway, go ahead. So um, we go to this outside pool, outdoor pool, inside pool, indoor pool. And one of the ladies had come into the bathroom after she was, um, I was changing my kids and she had come in to change and she's like, oh, your kids are getting so big. I remember when, you know, this one here was just born and she was in the little car seat. And so it was interesting. It wasn't really even someone that I had interacted with much, you know, maybe a hi or, you know, um, a polite nod or whatever, or hold the door for or whatever. You know, I'd seen her many times, but hadn't interacted with her much. Uh, but she had been watching us and had observed us many, many times to know that, you know, 
Winnie, who was three last winter, uh, she was just commenting how much she had grown from when she was a baby when we brought her there. And so it just got Sean and I thinking how much more when you do have those set rhythms and those set times and those set appointments each week, um, people are watching and people are observing and people remember you probably more than you think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. And that, I mean, that's what it means to be incarnational. That's why you can't, you can't, um, you can't outsource mission and evangelism to other people or other programs is because you have to be there in the flesh. And when you are there showing up week after week, whether you realize it or not, you are developing a certain level of trust with the people that are observing you. And so they know you, they feel like they know you, even though they may never even talk to you. They feel like they know you. They think, okay, this person is a fairly uh, stable person, trustworthy person, uh, you know, um, reliable person. So there's like this, this natural and organic um, trust that is developed between you and whoever shows up there as well week after week. I just had this experience again yesterday um, where I was in Bagel Central, as I have mentioned many times before, and uh, there's this one young man that um, has worked there ever since I've gone there. One of the things I have not done a good job of doing is getting to know the workers at Bagel Central. Even though I spent a lot of time there, I, I've gotten to know a lot of the patrons, other other customers, but I've not done a, a really good job of getting to know the uh, the workers. But um, I was sitting at the table, and he was wiping off other tables, cleaning them off. And uh, he turns to me, and he kind of just smiles at me and kind of nods and waves. And, uh, and then he... Um, left and then he came back probably 10 minutes later doing the same thing and he kind of made eye contact with me and I said hey I was like you've you've worked here for a while haven't you he's like oh yeah I've been here for a long time and uh one of the other things is is that two weeks ago um when we were at Las Palapas with our missional community the Mexican restaurant I had seen him there as well and so I said oh you go to Las Palapas too don't you he goes yeah every Tuesday evening I go there and so I said hey you know my name is Sean and he told me his name and, um, you know, there was just acknowledgement that I've seen you here a lot. You've seen me here a lot. And so it's just nothing kind of, kind huge. Kind of the start of a relationship. Yeah, the start of a relationship. Kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he actually happens to know Jose as well since Jose works at Las Palapas and Jose is very popular. And um, But, uh, yeah, it was just like, by the way, like I was saying, our missional community is going to Las Palapas every two weeks, which is another rhythm. That's that's kind of our missional focus as a as a our new missional community is just trying to serve and bless the people at Las Palapas. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get we'll get to know the servers more. Besides Jose, who actually doesn't even work there anymore because he's going back to Mexico. But that's another story. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's just getting into those patterns, those rhythms. And I see so many of the same people at, um, at Bagel Central customers. I see them over and over and over again. And there's this other guy, Tom, that he's there. I go there, um, regularly every Monday afternoon and I see Tom there. 
He's an artist. He and I chat. You know, we've had many conversations about faith. Um, back at Easter time, um, we were talking about Easter, and I, I asked him because he, you know, he he admires the Bible. He's not a believer, but he says he loves the Book of Matthew. And um, he was raised in India because his father was a diplomat over there. And so I was asking him about Easter. I was like, Tom, let's just cut to the chase here. I said, do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? And he said, oh, I don't, I don't think so. I, you know, he thinks he was a good man, a good teacher. But um, anyway, we had that conversation. And we've talked about faith many times before. He admires Christianity. He's not a Christian, but he admires it. Um, and he... You know, I've, I've sent him sermons to watch, uh, which is another funny story because I sent him a sermon to get his take on it. And when I saw him a few weeks later, I said, hey, Tom, did you read that, watch that sermon? And he said, oh, I started watching it and it was, no, I said, did you see that video I sent you? He said, oh, I started watching it, but um, it's it's one of those, he's like, what do you call them? I, he said, sermon. I said, yeah, it's a sermon. He goes, oh yeah. When I knew, when I figured it was a sermon, I didn't want to watch it. So anyway, that's a just another, that's another topic about the effectiveness of sermons. The point is, going there week after week. I first met Tom there as he was drawing, and I just started asking him, "Hey, what are you drawing?" And from there, it, it went to uh, a slowly developing friendship. Um, he's not ready to be. Uh, disciple-making disciple himself, but hey, you know, you're just blessing and serving. Well, that's the thing is not every single, just because you have a rhythm or just because you have a set schedule every week doesn't mean that the person that you're interacting with or could potentially interact with um, is ready to dive into some type of relationship or dive into some type of faith experience. Faith experience, and that's fine. Um and that's where I think like a lot of prayer comes in where you're just, you know, praying, God, show me who you, how you want to use me today. Um, who can I bless? And if we're not praying that, then I think we so easily miss uh, the people that are just naturally in our rhythms of life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, this is kind of another side note, but... When you're when you're living a missional sent life, you just have to surrender outcomes to um, to God. Like you're just you're just in people's life without agenda other than to bless them and serve them. And yeah, you're you, you know you're you're longing for them to experience the joy that you are as a follower of Jesus. But you ultimately have to surrender outcomes and. You know, you heard it here on the uh, podcast last week. Jose has identified an interest in kind of moving back into a church experience. But he says to me, yeah, I think when I go back to Mexico, I'm going to I'm going to find the Mormon church again. And, and, you know, I'm like, you know, Mormons are good people. We have good Mormon friends. But theologically, I have issues with, you know, God bless you, Mormons. But I have some disagreement. But the point is, I just have to surrender that over to God. And if 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 Jose goes back to Mexico and he yokes up with the Mormon Church, like how do I know that that's not the next step in his faith journey? I don't know. But you have to surrender outcomes. And Camille, you have uh, friends that you have blessed in that regard and just had to surrender them 
over as well. But yeah, so this is the this is the the rhythm of just blessing and serving people, being in their life, and uh, showing up and just serving them. So just think about um, what you do throughout the week for same time, same place. Uh, I think you'll probably be surprised at how many uh, like same time, same places you have each week. Uh, either you're taking ki- your kid to a swim lesson each week or you're going to the gym three times a week or you're uh, the grocery store. You go to the same grocery store a couple times a week. Do you go to the same store a couple times a day, Camille? I do not go a couple times a day, but I do visit tar- Target at least a couple times a week. And I do, <laughs> I do know a number of the workers there. Um, not real well, but we recognize each other. And there's a couple of them that, you know, I'll chit chat with longer. And, um, so yeah. So, but think about what you do and how you can be more awake to who is around you. Mm. And, um, yeah, just really asking for God to use you as you go Mm. through those rhythms of your life. Yeah. I think I, I just wish that all of us could enter into the joy of the, a missional life. Um, there's no greater excitement, and it's such a wild ride. And if we could just open our eyes to the opportunities in front of us to just live a, a life of sentness, um, I, I just I guarantee you that your life will never be more interesting or exciting or fulfilling. Uh, and it just, yeah, just... In those rhythms, looking around, um, I mean, I could tell you many, many stories, including one that transpired last week as I was walking from Bagel Central. Um, This was not a part of the script for this episode, but I'm just going to share it anyway because it's it's just really interesting. Um, I was walking from Bagel Central to my car, going through the same park that I go through every time, and I look over. Or I don't even look. There's there's this guy sitting on a bench, and he just he just kind of yells out to me, "Why does everyone hate me? Everyone hates me." And so I was just like, uh, "I think I'm going to stop and listen to this person because he f- seems like he's in distress." To make a long story short, he basically in 20 minutes because I sat down on the bench next to him and just luckily I had some time just listened to his story. Um, he just described how his whole life had been s- such a mess. He'd been to jail a number of times, been um, been in, in hospitals a number of times, uh, just had a lot of mental, emotional challenges, uh, reveals to me that he is transgender and that he is always ridiculed everywhere he goes and people hate him and they're always giving him a hard time. And... Um, I just sensed that like I was put in his path for that very moment. I I had no agenda to to uh get him to our church or anything like that or get him to our missional community, but I thought, you know what? Cuz he was wondering, why are you why why do you why does it seem like you care? Like you actually care about who I am and my story. And I said, "Well, I'm a part of a church that we um 
this is what we do. We, we, we listen to people's stories. We value people. We want everyone to feel like they belong. And I showed him the promo video for our, our church restart. And the, within 10 seconds, he says, hey, that's James. Uh, my friend James, who is now an elder in our church, is the first person who talks in that video. And if you haven't seen it, go look it up, bangorsda.org. And uh, he had known James because James runs a soup kitchen. Anyway, so he's, he's like, yeah, I know James. So that was a neat connection. And then, uh, I, again, I just sensed that God was had, had brought me into this guy's path. And um, so I said, listen, I want to hear more of your story. I have to go, but I want to hear more of your story. And uh, so he gives me his number. I give him my number. And I text them later. I said, hey, let's get together. I want to hear more of your story. So we got together today and uh, spent an hour or so. I just listened to more of his story and um, ended up uh, giving him, him a ride to a neighboring town because I was going there to uh, visit with one of my church members. And um, I'm thinking, man, this is crazy. I, I don't even really know this person. Uh, seems to have some, um, you know, uh, needs that that uh, that I don't even know how to address. But I'm just in this. I, I just feel like God has put me into His life, and He He said, you know, He said to me as we were finishing, He goes, you know, I just really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me because there's very few people I can talk to and share my story with without judgment. And, um, but yeah, I was just, I, I drove him to his house. You know, he, he's transgender, but I haven't figured out what pronoun he prefers, but, uh, doesn't seem to be bothered too much by gender, you know, confusion or whatever. Um, but I was just, again, I was thinking, man, this is crazy. How, like if I was not, if my ears were not open, and my eyes were not open to the opportunities that are around us all the time, I would not be giving a ride to Old Town from Bangor with this, I don't know, 50-year-old person that I've spent an hour and a half with and, you know, definitely needs help and healing. And, you know, we're going to meet up again sometime soon, probably next week, just, just to listen. So, uh, anyway, that all, all that is to say that like the rhythm of going to bagel central was what created the opportunity for me to enter into life with this, uh, hurting person who bears the image of God and, uh, deserves to be heard and valued. So, yeah. 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 What else? Camille, anything? Um, no, I just, we'd be anxious to hear about, uh, your rhythms and mm -hmm. your schedules that you have for everyday life and other ideas and opportunities, uh, that we haven't even mentioned on here. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would say that it's hard to get in those rhythms in summer because everyone is less, especially in the Northern climate, uh, are traveling. And so that's why it's nice to get back into a rhythm. Basically, missionally we feel like the school year is the prime time to get into a rhythm september to june uh i know 
that some missional practitioners discourage uh, giving up on summer rhythms, but it's just the reality of things. But anyway, yeah, we're back in a rhythm now. It's nice, and uh, you feel like you can get into some pattern and and way of uh, seeing the same people over and over again. Yeah. So give us a shout out. Let us know uh, ways in which you are getting into a rhythm in your community and different ways. We'd love to hear um, different ideas of how you're approaching that. Uh, This has been Mission Lab, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast.